been trained and we're prepared for it with new technique and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. What we were trying to say, you got to walk home, walk home, walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wade's Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 51 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad you have joined us. And I want to first and foremost thank our sponsor, CoBank Homes, our guy Kofi Bankus. You'll hear more from him. In addition to that, we'll have uh, a mix by DJ LD. That's coming up at the halfway point, and you'll hear a little bit of Tribe Called Quest. I'll tell you a little bit more about that as we go along. And also in episode 51, Biscuit will be back for consecutive. Lightning has struck twice for consecutive shows. Biscuit is in the building. Kalina is in the building as well. We have a number of segments for you, including this or that. We also have He Got Game. We also have Sports E. And you, Big Dummy, a.k.a. the Lamont Awards. So all those things are coming up and more. want to remind you guys, you can tweet me at Wade's Word, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D, and you can tweet Biscuit in the wind. He doesn't have a Twitter account. Well, with that, want to bring in Biscuit. How are you? I'm good. Trying to fight off a, a cold of some kind that, that is going around my house, but I'm good. Please don't get me sick. I just I've coughed for three months, so I'm trying to to shake that. So, uh, you know, happy St. Patty's Day too, by the way. Thank you. you. Know? Same to you. Yeah, you know our Gaelic sort of heritage. You got to pause that, man. What What do you mean? Pause I'm just that? playing. Go ahead. I, I don't know what that means. That was. I mean, is that some sort of millennial language? Yeah, or something? yeah that's what it is. I don't know. Well, I missed that one. Uh, but nonetheless. It's March Madness, of course. Uh, we do a show here on the campus of Texas Southern University, the Houston show. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot to talk about over the last few weeks. And a great showing by Texas Southern, although they got blown out of the water late uh, by Xavier, a number one seed, a team that I have in one of my three brackets winning it all. And I want to get into some more of those headlines. But how about Texas Southern University to get their first win in the tournament, in the first four, the play-in games, a.k.a. the play-in games, uh, which was fun. Again, you know, anytime you can win in the tournament, we needed one. Uh, that was a, a huge, huge deal. And think about this, Biscuit. They started the season 0-13, mm-hmm. and they came back and won their conference tournament to get into the tournament. So I, I, Mike Davis, kudos to him. It was Texas Southern's eighth. NCAA tournament appearance. So, wow. Yeah, so we're doing pretty good. Also around these parts, University of Houston has returned to greatness. Uh, we'll hear more about them in the He Got Game segment and a guy with the uh, the most awesome man bun in the game these days. <laughs> uh, but I want to get into a little bit of headlines. Sort of been toying with how I want to say that. I mean, you say headlines. I don't know, but I'm trying to maybe change up the cake. It still needs some work. Yeah, headline. I could just say it. Headline. No, that's not good enough. I need to say headline. I don't know. I don't we'll, know. we'll work with it. Well, the biggest story in sports, it would have to be a 16 beating a one with UMCB. Is it right? Uh, UCMB. UCMB. No, what is it? UMCB. <laughs> no, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. UMBC. There we okay. go. There you that's go. Yeah, how, UMBC. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's how obscure they are. <laughs> their their mascot are the Retrievers. Right now, how how you lose to a team with the Retrievers, especially after having a record-setting, really performance throughout the season by the University of Virginia UVA. They were the number one overall seed in the whole yes, tournament. Yes, they and were I the number one team in the nation. I know they lost their sixth man, who was a big, big part of what they do. But they hung their hats on their defense, and they were not. They didn't get beat on a bucket or two. They were obliterated. And I never really have thought. I never thought I'd see the day where 16 would be the one. I never thought that. I just never thought that that would happen. Obviously, you have a puncher's chance, but you never think. I mean, that's unbelievable. And what does it say about 
everything, the tournament, about college basketball, where we are right now, all of those things. You talk about that game. I mean, Virginia coming in again as the number one seed overall in the tournament and dropping to a 16 seed. It has never happened. It's never happened. It's never even come. Well, maybe come close a couple times of happening, but it's never happened. This is the last biggest upset in sports, and we saw it. And I think this has ramifications and implications down the line. I think this will hasten the end of one and done. Because, again, when these big programs, the big programs are the ones that lo- you lose the, the big names. And so if you, again, you're looking at a situation where if you keep losing guys and veteran teams keep beating you, not even mid-majors, small right. programs beat you. You know the NCAA is about protecting those the Power Five conferences. They want them to get paid. And this is just not – this is not good for anybody. It, it's good for the tournament, but do you really – I mean, it's good for the for a day. But do you really want to see UCBM – uh, UMCBC uh, play. <laughs> Do you really want to see them play Kansas State? Well, I mean, and they were talking about earlier during the tournament how how so many mid majors actually didn't make it this year, and how it was mainly the power conferences who got that large. Middle business. Tennessee State got exactly. jobbed. I mean, there was some schools that got you know worked over pretty good by the selection committee. And then since this one and sixteen just beat you know the sixteen seed just beat the number one overall seed, you're probably going to see like you said more less and less. Of those uh, teams, those at-large teams getting those bids. Well, I don't. It's you know, it's a money business, but and you have to wonder what is going to happen as a result of this. But uh, Bennett, we'll talk more about him and uh, Virginia. But it just he it, it, to me, this decimates. I, and I went on Twitter and I went on and on. You cannot overstate how this ruins this season. And they have a, they had a record-setting season in the ACC. They dominated. And it's all for nothing. It means nothing now uh, because it is. Nothing. This is this is worse than when New England went sixteen and zero and had a perfect record going into the Super Bowl. This is worse. This is this much is the worse. worst loss ever. I mean, honestly, I mean, this is the worst loss in the history of college sports. I don't know, man. I'm U of H, NC State. Nah, I mean, it, it nah, nah, this is bigger one, than that. Yeah, know, it's that, one, it's one versus that, but yeah, it's the in college basketball, it's the biggest upset ever. It's just nothing like this, unprecedented, unbelievable. And in free agency, you see in a lot of movement in NFL. You know, people are not paying a lot of attention. I don't know if it, the masses are, but a lot is going on uh, here in Houston. Tyron Matthew, uh, the Honey Badger, signed a one-year deal. In addition to that. Uh, Adrian Peterson said he wants to come play for the Texans. Wow. Well, I mean, it's close to home, so I understand that. But I mean, he made an open pitch. I don't think that they'll listen to him, though. No, no. And also, Colin Kaepernick was in Houston and worked out, had a nice 90-minute workout, videotaped some of that. That made his way to social media. He looked good to me. I'm hoping that he'll get signed, uh, but again, he was also here for a deposition of Bob McNair, right. and Bob McNair testifying about, uh, you know, giving his his deposition about collusion in the NFL. There I more wish I could have been in that room. I just want to hear the just. I just want to see what what's going on. What kind of questions they're asking him? You know what he's saying. You know the. The whole vibe of the room. I just. I don't know that. how you would prove collusion. It would take a pretty dumb person to say the wrong thing to say. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, these guys are millions. You're damn right. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> yes, we colluded, and we coll- we'll collude every single time. Well, I mean, you can look at email. They're they're, they're subpoenaing emails, uh, text messages. They're going after it all. So what? What? it's it's. I hope there's something. Well, I hope more than that. I hope he, somebody – look, the NFL has to be smart about this. Somebody has to sign this guy. Yeah, and, and let this thing die down in a natural way. Because, again, the best way for this to die – and this is how the NFL has always recovered from any kind of scandal. You let them get back on the field. Had, this, had the Ray Rice thing happen in the middle of the season and Ray Rice had been successful, he run for a, a, over 100 yards of a couple games – he would have been suspended again, but he also would have been back on the field. Nah, I'm man. Nah, look, after man, that video hit you, him hitting that girl, there's no way. There's man, no way. Look, I'm telling you, there's especially I'm, in this I'm, Me Too movie. He nah, may not know. No well, it wasn't Me Too. Then. I understand, but still, no. He, he, I believe he. If he, first of all, he wasn't very productive. He hit the risk wasn't worth the reward. The backlash wasn't worth the reward. But I think they, you were covering the NFL from scandal. By performance, 
and by getting back out on the field. Because, again, the, the storyline is always the game. But It's always the game. Look, I was in some tumultuous locker rooms, but it's all about what happens on Sunday. I understand that, but when it comes to this whole kneeling thing, the NFL feels like they've been impacted so much uh, financially that they're not going to take that chance. They're, no team is going to take that chance that they're, they're – their fan base is, is going to completely boycott them. But like look, they're going to use a, lose a significant amount of their fan base. But this is what people don't understand. He played a whole season after he started kneeling. I mean, uh-huh. so it, it makes no sense to me that this thing has gotten that out out of hand. I just think the NFL is is dropping uh, the ball on this. Eric Reed said he's he's getting he's having trouble. Yeah, getting but there are a lot of safeties that hadn't signed yet. So I think he needed to slow his roll. I think by him insulting the owners, it may it, that may. Hurt hurt him a little bit more he should have shut up and just see how this thing played out and wait until and, he, the and he's actually the guy who who was started on it, yeah man. started it with, along with colin kaepernick to start and taking the as his uh teammate with the san francisco 49ers so that that's going on big trade jets move up to number three and uh, they trade a couple of draft picks they that just came down the pipe today so there's a lot going on in the nfl they look like they want uh, they acquired a number three pick from the Indianapolis Colts. Looks like they're going to go ahead and draft a quarterback. They did sign Teddy Bridgewater. That's not going to be an answer for them. Uh, so we'll have to see. Yeah, a lot going on in, in the NFL as well. And also in the NBA, Golden State continues to have injury woes. Now Durant will be out sometime with some banged up ribs. They're two and a half games behind the Rockets. And it looks like they are co- going to have to concede the top spot in the West to the Houston Rockets. And what does that mean? It means that, that the road comes through Houston this year. So, I mean, it's it's going to be awesome. Hopefully the, the, the Rockets won't sustain any any significant injuries. I mean, they, they've been hit by the injury bug pretty good, especially early on in the season. But they've been relatively healthy. I know Ryan Anderson still having some issues, but he can't shoot right now, so it doesn't matter. 14 games left in the regular season. But, again, these two teams won't meet until, what, May? Something, yeah, like, that. something like that. So you got time. There is definitely time to write the ship for it. I mean, a lot can happen in between those two things. And the Rockets are looking at maybe a first-round matchup versus the Spurs maybe with Kawhi Leonard. I don't know. That that changes things mm, that's quite a bit. I mean, that's not your average first-round matchup. No, that is not. If he comes back and he's the player. I mean, he's a top-10 player. You know, really a top-7, 8 player in this league. Yeah. An unbelievable player if healthy. I mean, he was one of the top three in MVP voting either last year or the year before. I mean, he's an amazing player. So I, I think that if you have a healthy him, that makes a big, big difference. And finally, golf comes alive again, and we'll talk more about it. Tiger Woods captivated on Sunday. We're going to talk about more about him in just a sec- uh, second, but have you had a chance to catch the Tiger show since he's been back? I haven't been. I've been keeping tracks, track of it, but I haven't really actually seen him play yet. But I know he's he's still not – you're not there until you're there. You, don't, you haven't won one until you win one. Coming in second is – is nice and it shows that he's on the right path and he's competing this this week. But you got to win one. Speaking of that, that'll help us transition into a segment that we call "This or That." The choice is yours. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. In this segment, I'll give Biscuit a couple of choices, and he'll tell me is it this one or that one. In this or that, first up, Tiger Woods. We're talking about him versus the field. Uh, now, let, let me preface this by saying that putt on 17 last week was outstanding. And in the opening round of the Bay Hill, he had a 71-foot putt, a 71-foot putt. He's hitting his irons great, and now he's been installed as the favorite to win the Masters. Now, here's the this or that. Do you take Tiger Woods or the field to win the Masters? Well, you talk about 17 last week. There was also 18 where he failed to birdie and forced a playoff. Yeah, but that was still a tough putting. I I mean, I understand, but that's the ones you you have to have. And so I'm going to go with the field. Again, you have to win it before I I can say you're the favorite. Golf is such a hard thing. I think he'll be right there. I am going to take the field just because – Again, he's playing a lot, but again, that's a that's a lot of of really sort of stress on his back and his knees. 
And let's see how he does in the next couple of weeks. He's played back-to-back weeks. Uh, he, he was out of contention, I think, for this weekend, but he did make the cut. So let's see uh, what well, happens. Well, he's like seven, eight. Oh, he's about seven shots back. Yeah, and that's going to be hard to make up at Bay Hill, I think. So we'll we'll have to see. But he he's back, and golf is back. And with look, and even JJ Watt tweeted. He said, "Has any person moved the needle in this sport more than Tiger Woods?" I don't think so. I I would have to think about it. I would have to not say to Mike, this, not to this extent. There's some candidates in that category. Michael Jordan, maybe. Mike Tyson in his heyday, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about anybody else, nobody else in football. Tennis, maybe Serena. The game comes alive for people when she plays, maybe, maybe. I, I think Serena's probably the closest. You talk about Mike Tyson, he was pretty close, but you had Evander Holyfield, you you even had George Foreman. But I'm saying when Tyson fought, I mean, and I'm talking about the modern era, because if you go back, right. for by accounts, you hear what Joe Lewis shut the whole country down until, for his fights. But in modern times, I don't know, man. Mike Tyson was a it was a must watch when he fought. So I think that's a big, big deal. Mike Tyson, I mean, he he did move the needle, but you also had George Foreman, you had Vander Holyfield, you had uh, Lennox Lewis, you had a lot of good fighters during that time. So, and, and then you had the middleweight and the welterweights that 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 would also pull a crowd so the only one i would say that was close to moving the needle as much as tiger does for golf is serena said the millennial I, I, <laughs> i'm not I a millennial i don't know what are, what are you then if you're i'm generation a, x i'm generation x right no. i don't know but no you what tyson mm, tyson was much more popular than, than any of those guys George much Foreman, more popular but still i mean he, he, he moved the needle in the sport but I, but i i tend to lean towards tiger because I had no interest, and I tried. I tried to watch the 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 Rorys and the uh, the Rory McElroys and the and the Phil other Mickelson's. young guys. Oh, okay. No, not the, Phil. Phil old, right. and actually he got a win recently. So that good for the old school. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll have to see. I, I think he's back, but I, I'll take the field. Also, in this or that, the Vikings or the Chiefs, who will have the biggest upgrade? Now, the operative word is oh, wow. upgrade at quarterback. I would say the Chiefs because, I mean, the, the the Vikings made it to the NFC Championship game, so it would be hard to match that other than to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, the Chiefs, I think, with, with Patrick Mahomes, I, I just think about that first year that Andy Reid had Michael Vick and the amazing numbers that Michael Vick put up. You got Patrick Mahomes, who's, who's young, who's athletic, who can throw the ball, who can run the ball, I mean, who can use his legs to, to get out of trouble. So I'm looking for the, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs to have a big year. I am go- going to, man, I'm, I'm reluctantly I go with the Vikings, but again, if you frame it in terms of going to the Super Bowl, that's a big, big deal. I think that both of these organizations made a huge mistake. Oh, that's a cop Oh, a mistake. Both a, of them A did. huge mistake. Both of them did. Because, again, the money you spent three years, $84 million, all guaranteed, unprecedented in the NFL, $84 million for three years, uh, guaranteed for Kirk Cousins. That's not a bargain compared to the kind of output you had. Ter- touchdowns to interception ratio, uh, Keenum was better. Keenum was generally better. He had fewer yards, but he played two fewer games. I, although maybe Keenum is not the guy to get to the Super Bowl, I don't think Cousins is a, a significant enough upgrade to to make you that much better. Conversely, Mahomes, I just think you had too many weapons to take a chance on this kid when you have a guy who really had an outstanding performance, who played really well and really addressed some of the naysayers and the doubters last year. Well, and Alex he played Smith. well early in the season, and he dipped toward the middle of the season well, and kind of rolled dipped, that dip throughout the, because end of the season. Of, yeah, he dipped because of some injuries. And then Kareem Hunt, really, the running game just went away for a while. It really did disappear. I think Hunt hit that kind of wall, and that went away for a while. I do think that – they did not have the weapons that they needed offensively. Kelsey had gotten hurt, shaking up, shaking up yeah, uh, towards the end of the season. And also, uh, you talk about Tariq Hill. That's not a number one receiver. He's no. an exciting receiver. Now they add Sammy Watkins. You could have done that with Alex Smith. So I, while I don't think either one of these teams really upgraded, I think both of them took a step back at the quarterback position. 
I I will say I will take the Vikings to have better play. I just can't bet on Mahomes again looking good in you know in I mean but time. You, you can't discount the success that Andy Reid has had with with his quarterbacks. No, you can't. But and, and the the reason that I mean the, the, for him to be able, be willing to get rid of the veteran and play Patrick Mahomes in this situation coming into his second year and dra- not even that drafting him. It must be something with Alex Smith that he's not able to do, that Andy Reid doesn't like, that he has whatever limitations they were for him to bring to draft him in the first place and to get rid of him. So I'm going to trust, like when Wade Phillips said when J.J. Watt got here that he was going to be on the likes of uh, Lawrence Taylor and and he's going to have a great – or Bruce Smith. Uh, he's going to have a great career. I was like, what? That's crazy. But, it, I mean, he's had a great career. And so I, I think I'm going to trust Andy Reid on this one. And finally, in this or that – which number one seed is likely to reach the championship game, Xavier or Villanova? Now I picked both of these uh, teams in two different brackets. I think Villanova they they've been they've been there before. They've won the championship Jay before. Wright. Yeah, so the coach Jay Wright knows how to do it. Uh, he has a, a young guys and they, they're they're playing good basketball. So I think I think it would be Villanova as opposed to uh, Xavier. Well, I watched Xavier last night, and boy, they shot lights out. It's hard to believe they're going to be able to match that, but they have balance across the board. They played against a scrappy Texas Southern team, which I was very proud of last night. They went on a what? They went on a 10-0 run, then Texas Southern went on a 16-0 run, then they went on a another 13-point run, and then the Tigers went on a 10-point run, and then they went on a huge run. So. Uh, yeah, and and I think anytime you you face a number one seed and you you're able to keep it under twenty points, I think is is pretty. Well, they got away from it at the end, so it was over. It was it was what right at twenty points. Right? Yeah, I think twenty one points. I think was the final. Um, but again, you know, they look really good. I will take Villanova for experience, but uh, I think Xavier is a really good team. Now, initially, when I put this together, it was it was going to be. Virginia or Villanova, and we saw how that went. So that is that for that segment. We're that going to go to a segment that we call He Got Game. Got Game. In this week's He Got Game, it's Rob Gray, the University of Houston 6'1 redshirt senior guard. He's from Forest City, North Carolina. And Gray led the Cougars to their first NCAA tournament win since 1984. Wow. And he did it with a 39-point performance and a last-second shot, a little dipsy doodle in the lane that was just unbelievable. And, again, he did that against San Diego State. They are set up to take on Michigan next up in the second round. Let's see if the Cougs can really get it done. He is a, a phenomenal guard. For the season, he led the Cougars to a 15-0 home record, and they had a lot of success in the American Conference. Uh, but he averaged 19.2 points per game this season. Last season, he averaged 20.6. He scored, he scored 30 points five times this season. He's a, a really exciting guard. I heard Charles Barkley sort of sing his praises. We've seen him in the, in the greater Houston area for a while. And he also has a, a man bun to to die for. So uh, there, there's that. There's no excuse for a man bun. I don't care how good you are. N- Boy, no. but let me tell you, that guy, that kid can penetrate. He can pull up from anywhere. He can do a lot of things. I think that he has a future in, in the NBA. I mean, he's a special, special player. And when you talk about an opportunity to be a breakout guy, let him reach the Sweet 16. Let him have another big game tonight versus Michigan. And this guy really will be one of those sweetheart guys. You know, I remember back in the day, you would have these guys going these tears. Yeah, I really, the last one that I could really think of was Kimba Walker. But yeah, Kimba Walker. You, you, know, you had yeah. guys like that. You and had Steph Glenn, Curry. That's what was Glenn Steph Curry. Rice one year, Ramil Robinson. Those guys went on, on just incredible tears. To, to really make themselves known. But, yeah, so, you know, Rob Gray is that dude, and he, he got, got game. game. With that, going to wrap up the first half of the show. Kalina coming up in the second half. I'm going to talk to her about a number of things, including a little bit of sports. E Coming up, DJ LD. Now, if you are an artist and you want to get your music heard, doesn't matter the genre, just send me a radio edit. Get to me on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page or group page on Facebook. 
and or you can tweet me at Wade's Word, and I'll connect with you, and you can have your music featured. We'll run a snippet during the halfway point, and then we'll run the song in its entirety. Last week, uh, we did uh, Salsa. Salsa. The Salsa. Uh, Salsa Project. The Salsa Project. This week, we're doing DJ LD, and he's doing a remix of uh, of Tribe Called Quest. And that brings me to something that maybe you can help me with. Okay. Do you know that Q-Tip has me blocked? Q-Tip has you blocked? He blocked me. Really? I, I, so if you on Twitter, please, someone ask, because I love Tribe Called Quest. Why would he block? I mean. I don't know what I did to Q-Tip to be blocked, but this has been an issue. Q-Tip has blocked me on Twitter. And it's been like that for a couple of years. I want to ask him why. What did I do to you? I, mean, I love he, Tribe Called Quest. Does, do you, how many followers does he have? I mean, a lot. But to be consciously blocked, it's not that he didn't accept my. He he didn't accept my. He had to go in and block me or his people. What did I do to Q-Tip? I don't know. You maybe said something wrong about Five Dog or no, something. No, I, I love Tribe Called Quest. Love Tribe Called Quest. So if, if anybody, please step up for me and ask. Q-Tip, why did he block me? But we'll hear a remix <laughs> from him, uh, courtesy of DJ LD. And uh, on the when I post the podcast, I'll post a link to how to get to DJ LD. This is episode 51 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple. And it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832 757 7950. That's 832-757-7950. Cobank Homes through Keller Williams. My name is Caleb and I listen to Sports Talk with Uncle Devon Wade and I too. People don't understand the dynamic of our relationship, and, and I want—I'll let you do it because you—you're very—you do a better job at articulating our relationship. Yes. Than, than well, I who do. am I first? Oh, Kalina, Kalina. <laughs> Hi. I almost said a last name, but no, no last name needed. It's Kalina. You know, when he first like he first brought this up to me, I was like, I don't know about this, but I think it's sticking. Like, I think in the rest of my life, hi, I'm Kalina. It'll work. I'm telling you. People <laughs> be like, oh, wow, that's mysterious. She must be somebody. She's I am important. somebody. You're well, right. I, mean, I understand. But yeah. I'm saying everybody's somebody, but then yeah. they're somebody's. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So anyway, so explain sort of. The, the dynamic. Okay. If you've watched 30 Rock, that show that was on NBC, and you had Liz Lemon, who was the main character, and then Jack Donaghy played by um, Alec, Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Devin is my Jack Donaghy. I am his Liz Lemon. Yeah, yeah. If you know anything about that. If you don't, go look it up. Like It's this woman who is living her life and doesn't need anybody, and then all of a sudden, her boss comes into her life, who is very successful and seemingly put together and uh he comes in and kind of mentors her like so i'm your life coach 
And it doesn't make I'll, any sense because he's only like five years older than her <laughs> and he's mentoring her. And that's that's the dynamic of our relationship. But yeah, I always say that I'm your life coach. Although you don't, you and, listen to and nothing 95% that I say. And 95% of what you say, I don't agree with. Right. <laughs> However, history will reflect. And I tend to be the kind of guy to say I told you so, unfortunately. And because I come from a sports background, and so you know when you when you're right and you argue with the fellas, you always say, "I told you the Spurs were going to win that series. I told you this was going to happen." And, I mean, the biggest problem is is that we come from two ge- different generations. We're not that far in age, not totally that far, but like you are definitely of your generation, and I am definitely <laughs> I'm, I'm of mine. Probably definitely of an older generation. Yeah, I have some even old worse. School value. Yes. And, and and some of the stuff that I don't, and I'm a progressive lady, as you, or I'm a sort of progressive lady, as we've talked about in you're previous podcasts. More I am, <laughs> I am increasingly. So that's sort of the dynamic here, and you know, I wanted her to be a part of the podcast because you're just an interesting person. More oh. than yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, increasingly more interesting. <laughs> I wish we could really, we could do a whole Kalina podcast. We could. Like two dope queens. It wouldn't. Because you would, you, your life is very, mine on the other hand is a lot more, you know, I, I've, I have some great stories. I've lived. You do. I've lived, uh, I lived a, a lot. But no, you know, you some of the stuff that happens to you, I promise you, does not happen to anybody else in the world. Like I promise nobody. you it does, and it does. It's just not in your generation. <laughs> no, well, you know specifically what I'm talking about. Okay. Like, yeah. Yes. But yeah, that, that podcast would not be focused on sports. It would no, be no. a lot because of Because you're not business. even a, a big, big sports person yet, although increasingly. Again, yes. That's your, your, your word for the I day. will say that uh, my Twitter is a lot more sports than it is just normal people. And give them your Twitter so they yes, can Yes, it's SoCali underscore S. SoCali underscore S. Find her and follow her because I think, this is what I think, I think that is a underutilized tool by you because you have, uh. such, you, you are very, you have a lot of takes on a lot of things. And I think that for the world to have to peer inside that brain through your comments on Twitter, <laughs> I think would be fa- first of all, I love Twitter. I just love yes, Twitter. Yes, we all know. And, and I just think that it's a great way you can be witty and clever and outspoken. Yes, I with am. With all the Me Too stuff, I'm sure that you you would uh, in a lot of other things. Yeah, and so and this is a good segue. So first off, y'all, if you're on Twitter, or if you aren't on Twitter. So get on Twitter, get on. uh, Yeah, get on Twitter. But one, you know that we've been plugging that if you have if you have any type of music that you want featured, please, please, please hit us up. Hit me up. Hit Devin up on Twitter, on Facebook, like private message us, DM us. Radio edits only, please. We will put it on the Devin Wade podcast. I've already retweeted this and hit up a couple of my friends because I want more music on this podcast. And it doesn't matter the genre. What, Regardless of genre, we are open because I love music of all sorts. Yeah, so. I agree. And then secondly, please send us your comments. I've been looking on iTunes on the comment section and there's like not some fresh ones. So here's, I'm even going to extend it. Put it on my Twitter. Put it on the Instagram page. If you follow me, if you follow the Devin Wade, sorry, the Devin Wade Instagram page, Please do that as well. Put it anywhere, and I will read it on the air. Whatever you put on the air, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I want to say your name. Of, yeah, we got a lot of response from Melissa on episode 50. A lot mm-hmm. of folks, uh, I, I've heard a lot of positive feedback from the music we played last week, was from the Salsa Project. You heard yes. a little bit of that. Yes, and it was very good. I liked it. I know uh, Biscuit was a little critical. I don't care. I thought it was beautiful. I no, it, it was wonderful. And, it was. and like I said, I want to hear more of what they, they have to offer. Yes. So the Salsa Project, that was really cool. Yes. What else? What else? Did it, it was something else we were supposed to talk about and plug. The comments, yes. The it was um, the music. The so music. We, yeah, we took care. Of everything. Yeah, we took care of everything. Just, so, just communicate with us more and specifically me. I right. want to hear. I want to hear from you about me. No, that's so awful. <laughs> about the sports talk with Devin Wade podcast. Come on, right? And, and I think okay. So coming up next Saturday, mm-hmm. and by the way, Happy St. Patty's Day. Oh yeah. 
You know that I'm, I have Irish in my family, and I just learned that I have uh, some German in my family. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Those are both drinkers, so yeah. you're good to dark, go. Dark beer. Yeah. Stouts. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that's where I get it from. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But St. Patrick's Day, and this is an easy way to remember my birthday. St. Patrick's Day is always one week before my birthday. So next Saturday is my birthday. And uh, maybe, I, should we do something? I want to get out and do a field trip. I do want a, a, a sports talk with Devin Wade field trip. We have to figure that out somehow. By we, I'm definitely looking to you. Okay, well, I, <laughs> I have to come up with something. And we, you know, when you hear the podcast, give us your suggestions. Because I want to maybe do something. I didn't do enough for the 50th podcast. So, no, I know it's for the anticlimactic. Biscuit did come in. That is a pretty it was good. A, it was a it was a biscuit thing. Yeah, and he browbeat me, <laughs> and having people thinking that I'm you know I'm pro porn, which well, it was about. If you know that I'm anti Big Brother and I'm anti corporations running your life or being right. involved. And I've if you've listened to the local show, you know I bang on the NFL all the time for. For sort of overstepping when it comes to our personal lives. Yes, I agree. Because you wouldn't want your job to tell you not to what to not look at. And again, no advocate. I'm not advocating for anything one way or the other. I'm yeah, just saying, I I don't want your job telling me how to live. And I did not hear you say like I didn't. And all the things that you said, I didn't hear you say that you were pro porn. Well, you would be surprised what people pick out to hear when they. <laughs> When they listen. So how was your week? You just got back from the Big Easy. From yes, New I came from New Orleans. It was, um, of what I remember, it was great. So now do you want to tell the folks <laughs> what you told me? That, well, I asked, did anything eventful happen? And you said that I may not be allowed in a certain establishment because I fell asleep on the bathroom floor. But at, at least at I was 830 at, 8:30 at like, night, right? Yeah, at 8.30 or 9. I was upright, and I was with a girlfriend. And I knew that if both of us, you know, okay, I don't know some of the ladies that are listening. If one, if one of you is not doing well, the other one's got to take care of you. It got to the point where neither of us could take care of each other, and that's when it's dangerous. And so we were, and I told you. We were kicked out. <laughs> but was, So you don't want to say where you were? I was uh, in a gentleman's club. So you fell asleep in the strip club. We, so we do have that in common. We've both been put out of strip clubs. You said they kicked you out, right? Yeah, I mean they were very nice about it. They were like, "Ladies, you can't, you can't stay in here." And we were like, "Of course, of course, thank you, ma'am, thank you." But you know, yeah, we've both been put out of strip clubs. So there, there we go. So <laughs> I have got put out for for a different reason, but uh, uh, well, yeah, that's not a that's not even a podcast. No, story. it is not. That's uh, you know, if we do a field trip and I get a. a <laughs> We were classy ladies, and I've heard your story, and it was not classy. Yeah, no, no, no. It was I was a I was a poorly behaved young man in spots, but I was generally a good spirit, but bad behavior. So, <laughs> so that kind of thing. And I know you didn't hear much of the local show this morning, but basically, I got a bad haircut this week. It okay if you haven't and you have you have to see it, y'all. But <laughs> more than that, no, you don't. Actually. Yeah. Like, I've seen him when he's having a rough week, and it's kind of everywhere. I at least appreciate that it's clean. Okay, so here's how the bad cut haircut happened, okay? So, it didn't start off this way. So, okay, I haven't been able to get a haircut in a while because, I, again, I've been ripping and running, taking care of mom. Mom, of course, I've mentioned this. And I don't I don't mind sharing. You guys know uh, I, from a previous podcast, you know, my mom is battling cancer right. and some other health issues. So... I'm the oldest, so I have the responsibility of, of making sure. I mean, we all pitch in. Biscuit does. My sister does. We all pitch in. Uh, but I'm the most readily available um, because of proximics. And, and, and also, you know, like I said, I'm, I make it my point to be there every day with her. Right. So I hadn't had, had a chance to get a haircut in a long time. So my hair grows out, and I have a lot of curls. So I told my stylist, I guess. <laughs> That sounds better. Yes. She's not a barber. It's, and, and I have, for a while now, I've had my hair cut by a female. So I go in. So, well, I took a, a like a before picture because, okay, if you remember in previous podcasts, I had a scare. I had a scare where she said that my hair was thinning. I don't know <laughs> that I agree with that now. It's been several years. No, haircuts. you're very thick. Well, it's it, very it thick. really scared oh. me. Your hair. It, it's, it scared me. And we talked about it. Biscuit made fun of me. And 
one of the previous podcasts. So, I, you know, I said, well, let me take a picture of my curls because I'm, I'm in fear that maybe they won't come back one day. Although I'm not that old, but that doesn't, age doesn't really have to do right. with his genetics or whatever else. So she said, well, why don't you let me <laughs> trim the sides and you can leave the curls up top? And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I said, well, go ahead and try it. And and since I've been a little boy, I will tell you this: people have always, well, not people, but women have always wanted to play in my hair. Yeah, always. of course, it's so, beautiful, right? So, well, I'm that, whatever that means, okay? Because I never get too deep into the hair thing because it, it's all in the eye of the beholder. So I don't go around oh this or that. But since I've been a kid, people have always told me you need to do this with your hair. You need to do this with your hair. Oh, if I had that hair. I would do this. And, and, and it's, been, right. it's been a constant thing my whole life. So she says, okay, well, look, let me do this. So let me just trim it this way, and we'll see how it looks. Well, she did it, and I'm like, well, you're not finished, right? And she's like, no, it looks good. And, then, and so you look up, and I'm, I don't know how I let her convince me to walk out of there. Because I instantly felt bad when I left. I'm like, no, I'm... This is this not age appropriate haircut. Right, you're a grown man. <laughs> right, <laughs> the, the concept didn't match up with the result. Well, well, here's the thing, and I don't get people like you because there are a, there are millions of people like you. When you don't like your hair, even, I get like not saying anything in the moment. Like maybe I wouldn't say anything in the moment. At when do you go get your haircut? How many days ago? Yesterday. Yesterday. You've given it a 24 hour period. Right. You should be able to go back and say, "Hey, mama, look." Thank you so much. I don't like it. Can you do something else? So that's all we got to do. Even if you're not going to say anything in the moment, you give it 24 hours. If you do not like it, you paid for that what's and you have policy? to wear it on your head. What's the policy on that? What do you mean what's the policy? I don't know. What the, what's the policy you're, on You're allowed to go back. Oh, okay. I don't know. They're allowed to, they have to take you back. I don't like it. Either give me my money back, which they won't, or fix it. So okay. you need to go fix it. I've never heard of that as a man, but I mean, I mean, I can see where a woman would do it. Yeah, because it's such a long-lasting thing. I mean, in two weeks, my hair will grow out now. So, do you want two weeks looking like you're twelve? I'm gonna wear a visor. I think a visor <laughs> will play well with this hairstyle. Well, you, I think so you, you're gonna see me in a visor for the next couple of days. I think you gotta stop wearing these polos because that's what's doing it. It looks like you're about to go into like middle school, <laughs> okay. wearing your uniform. Yeah, well, that's a whole nother discussion <laughs> about my my fashion sense of lack thereof at this point. Uh, uh, but again, I think along the way, it just kind of you know. Anyway. So you have a segment for us. Yes, we're going to go ahead and get started into Sports E. Sports E. This week in Sports E. Sports E. Entertainment. 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 The E is for entertainment. All right, so first up we have O.J. Simpson. He is back in the news, but thankfully he is not in any type of crime situation. He has an opinion about the flag. Wait a minute, why would you think that he would be involved in a crime situation? Because everything since has been about crime. Look here. Hey, no, y'all can get off OJ, okay? Now, let me tell you this. I will say this, and I want you to tell the story. But the one time that my mother did not, she turned off the radio. She doesn't even listen to me anymore, but the one time she was like, look, I don't like the OJ talk. We talked about OJ. I don't know that I was defending him. Or maybe I was. I don't know. I don't know if I was having fun with it or whatever. But she did not like that. She was not. I, I didn't like that. Well, I, I'm, I'm just reading what's in the news today. According to TMZ Sports, um, OJ says that he agrees with Donald Trump about Colin Kaepernick and him making a mistake about kneeling for the flag. Come on, or OJ. not kneeling for the flag, I should Damn, say. OJ. I know. Uh, so I'd like to read a direct quote. Uh, I grew up at a time when deacons were in the KKK. I don't disrespect the Bible because of those guys. The flag shouldn't be disrespected because of what cops do. The flag represents what we want America to be. Uh, uh-huh. Damn, OJ. You just cannot get it together. I mean, just, you know, I try. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know what? I but- tried, OJ. I try. I, and you know what? And, and I'll tell you this. You know I was supposed to play golf with OJ right after the trial. No, I, I did not. Yeah, okay. So I was on a press junket. And, okay, so what we did, what they do is they, they flew us out to L.A. to cover the Miss Collegian African-American pageant. And then they also, it was a, a show, a step show. 
It was mm -hmm. grad chapters. And this was like, these were syndicated shows around the country. So what they did to garner a lot of publicity is they flew in black media from around the country. So you're there with media types from all over. And there were a couple gossip columnists. It was a gossip columnist. Mm -hmm. And she was in constant communication with OJ. And it was supposed to be set up, but we were supposed, it was going to be a force. Oh, me, OJ, and then he didn't know me, and two other media types as a way of getting OJ's story, the real story out to the people. And, you know, communication took place. I never talked to OJ. I want. I would have loved to play with OJ, but it turns out we it didn't, and it fell through. And then I, if I could have stayed a little while longer, I could, I would have, but it would have cost me like at the time it would have cost me hundreds of dollars to make changes, and I didn't at the time I didn't have right. That. But this was right. This was twenty years ago. This was after the trial. It was twenty plus years ago. Uh, and yeah, I was supposed to play golf with OJ. Okay, here's the thing. So one, I'm always about like, I don't know some, I don't really know anybody, right? Like unless you are in their skin, you don't really know anybody. That aside, if you've watched The People versus OJ, if you've watched the series, the like 20 part series about him, you already know that this man has ties with Donald Trump. You already know that he has some very interesting views about the black community and the white community. So it does not make it like I am not surprised that no, I'm not surprised. Yes. But he needs to take a more populist view of things in light of the fact that he had a lot of brothers have his back when nobody else did. He is taking a popular view, populist view of the people that support him. No, he's not. The populist view of the uh, most were, brothers, uh, most African-Americans are behind let, Colin Kaepernick. Let me say the people that he would want to be around. Right. There you go. And there, and so that's the situation <laughs> so, for OJ. So OJ is against Colin Kaepernick, who worked out in Houston, by the way, and was here for a deposition of uh, owner Bob McNair. Colin Kaepernick looked good. He looked real good. I'm, I'm, you know, I constantly want him to get signed. And I just think the NFL... You walk on a tightrope, and I think that they it's risk versus reward. Do you risk the the protesting of, by by African American fan base, or sort of these mag mega people, the Make America Great Again people, who if Colin Kaepernick signs, then you'll hear cries from that group to boycott the NFL. Uh, so I mean, the NFL is in a no win situation, but I in their eyes. I think in my eyes, the way I see it, once you sign Colin Kaepernick, yeah, you'll get a few people that will protest, some vocal people will protest, and then Trump, I'm sure, will chime in on that. Yeah. But after a week or two, when, once he gets in camp and he's playing ball and he's not doing anything radical like whatever they think could happen, then that story will sort of die out. I think you give them a lot of credit. I think this will, that this will be the political turning point that will, like, fuel the whatever side these people are on to like into action into voting for the in the primaries like i think this has a lot more political ramifications than you think it does well i think all these things have culminated in a very very polarizing time i don't know that we're as polarized as people think uh, maybe i'm being naive because again i have been so surprised by some of the people that have come out openly and supported donald trump yeah from the beginning you you're you are very, again, you love your underdogs. You love people, the best in people. So I think um, you got to. Yeah, I was caught off guard. I know you have some friends. You probably have to deal with it more than I do friends that are Trump supporters. How do you navigate that? I cannot get into that discussion because, again, I'm coming, I can, I'll come with facts. Yeah. And, and because, again, I, I'm, a, I'm a political junkie, and I, and I look at these things all the time. Well, and, and one of the things that I've learned is facts don't matter anymore. It doesn't and, matter. And that's the problem. The, so I can't, I can't argue with you about your ideology and your feelings because right. that's how you feel, and that's what you think. So that, that's a moot point. I have a lot of friends that are on that side of the fence. And, um, and see, that I would have not, a lot of former friends. And, I, I only have a couple people that I know of. That I just, I, I have to try, I have not really dealt with, and I have to divorce myself from that because yeah. I, get, I get angry. I like really, like, yeah, how and, could you? And I do too. I, and unfortunately, I've got very, very close family, as not unfortunately, that's their decision. Uh, they have very close family that support, you know, the president as well. And, um, the one I'm, I don't. I'm surprised by that. You, you would be surprised. Well, that's, that's the theme of the past two years, right? Um, 
I just don't talk about that with them. And also, I am just generally distrusting of people now. Like, my eyes yeah, are... Yeah, because when you think you know somebody, you're like, wait a minute, what? I just, yeah. Did you hear the comments that he... Did, do you know uh, Stormy Daniels? Like, and you still... Okay. But that's, anyway, that's the whole story. Yes. Well, on the same vein of that, uh, for us, Devin, Devin and I, our senator, Ted Cruz... Ted Cruz, he has made some comments about the Rockets. He has stated, bet you my Rockets will visit Trump, unlike the Warriors. So why don't you give a little bit of background about that, Devin? So Ted Cruz, obviously, is a fool. <laughs> and, and, and and the worst the worst part about Cruz, okay, here's the worst part about Cruz. Raphael Cruz, by the way. It ain't, it, it's not Ted. Yes. Let's call him by his government name. He is Latino. Ra- Raphael Cruz. Okay. He wanted to divorce himself from that. He was critical of an of somebody running a race that uh, uh, was it was it uh, it was here in Texas. Yeah, Beto. Be- Beto. Uh-huh. Yeah, it said oh he didn't he didn't go by his whole name was it, or whatever his real name Roberto or something or like Robert that. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. he didn't go by because he didn't want you know whatever. But here's the deal with him back to Trump, and I don't want to get too deep in this. But the man talked about your wife, okay? The man talked about your wife. How yes. could you ever go back and support him? How Thank could, you. How could you, uh, as a man, first of all, what does your wife think? And, and this this brings up a very big dilemma for me as a sports fan. Okay, I'm a Houstonian. You want the Rockets to win, right? So you want the Rockets to win, but then you you don't want to be on the same side with <laughs> with Ted Cruz if he's claiming the Rockets too. And you know that's what like come on man, just shut up. I, <laughs> he, he never should have went to the White House with the Astros, and I think a well, number yeah, of Astros should have went. No, I, yeah, I, I didn't think they should go. But Correa didn't go. Well, Carlos Correa didn't go. Hey, that's I mean, good for him for sticking to what he believes. So here's the thing with that: with Ted Cruz had the Spurs been in the situation that the Rockets were in, he'd be saying the same thing about the Spurs. Because he's a he's for Texas, not necessarily for Houston. Right, right. So Front it's not that it's just a Rockets thing. You know, I I don't know. We'll mm. see. Uh, but let's get back to the Warriors with that whole situation. You have to explain that. So basically the Warriors boycotted the, the White House after they won the championship. They went and did a day of service or something, right? Didn't they go to like the MLK, the National the African American yeah. Museum at Smithsonian? Which is amazing. I think that's that's perfect, actually. And they're very progressive. Obviously, the, in the Bay Area, and you have a progressive coach in Steve Kerr, and who's been very outspoken on a number of issues politically and outspoken against Trump. He's for some uh, gun control. His parents were, or his father was killed by gun violence. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, I, I now you pit. Golden State is some sort of bad guy versus, oh, you're Houston Rockets. But what he doesn't know is, I don't, Chris Paul wouldn't go to the White House. I don't think James Harden would go. No. I don't I don't think that a number of guys, well, maybe those two for sure wouldn't go. I don't oh, know yeah. about anybody else. And if you uh, if you can search around, there's a James Harden picture. Uh, he's wearing a Make America Great Again hat, but instead of the great part, he, he covered over it and put cool. I mean, which is nothing, neither here nor there, except that he's not... I don't think he is on the Make America Great Again uh, train. So, what else stood out for you? Anything else before we get out of here? Yeah, this is a little a light one. So, Stan Lee, the one who um, started the Marvel comics or was part of it, his dog was missing, and he kind of gave up hope. But then, uh, NFL legend Jim Brown and his wife they found the dog and returned it over to Stan Lee. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Quick story, real quick about him. You know, he I interviewed him. He was on. Uh, on the show a few years back, and it was it was the best thing ever. That and the Deacon Jones interviews. I always talk about this, and if you listen to me for any time, you know that I, you know, we had a big deal with with Jim Brown. But we used to do this segment when Biscuit was on the show. Where we did, and we we're gonna do it on the podcast too. Where we recognize African American actors, obscure African American actors mm-hmm. from the past. I mean, I'm talking about like character actors, not even like the stars. We did this thing. Where we had the best athlete turned actor. Who was the best athlete turned actor? Mm-hmm. Well, he, he lost. He lost to to John Amos. John Amos for his Ooh, work yes. in not only Good Times but in Roots. Yes. Yes. So I have the. I had the courage. I was, you know, it was a light thing. I was like, oh, you know, by the way. So he asked, no, I said, well, you know, you were up for the winner of our best athlete turned actor. And he said, well, who won? I said, I said, well, John Amos won for, you know, good times and for, for roots, Mary Tyler Moore, whatever. Right. John Amos. 
Oh, he wasn't having it. He was like, he was not happy about that at all. He's like, have you seen Tick, Tick, Tick? Have you seen this? <laughs> you got to go back and look at these movies. And this is what this director said about me. And, I mean, it was all right. It was it was real. And if Jim Brown corrects you, you know it's it's a thing. Yeah. So, but no, I I love Jim Brown. He's an intense dude. But that was. Yeah, he he's a nice guy, and I know that people are mad with him because he visited with Trump. But look, he said, that man was on the forefront of the civil rights movement back in the day. Yeah, he stood up when it was real, when it really, really, you know. Yeah, we have we have problems now, but when back when he stepped out there, he along with with Ali and Kareem and Kurt Flood and those guys, when they did it, it was it was really intense. It wasn't you know you playing with your life now. You know, now you you messing up your endorsement money, but back then you playing with your life when you step out like that. He made a, a faux pas, but I forgive him for that. Yeah, and he's out there saving little puppies. And this is a very cute dog. And this is my last little thing. The reason why that Stanley couldn't find, or sorry, that Jim Brown couldn't find the owner for a good while was one, he didn't have a collar. The, the dog didn't have a collar. And two, it was chipped, but it was not registered. So y'all go ahead and if you have your pets, go make sure they're registered or put a collar on them and make sure they're tagged because we don't want to see any more of these little baby baby dogs missing. Where's your baby dog? The, the She's dog. good. Yeah. Okay, okay. What's the name? Ching Ching? Ching Ching. She's from China and her name is Mandarin. It means the celebration of happiness. But why do you have to go to China to get a dog? You, you, you're like the Angelina Jolie no. of pet owners. <laughs> you got all these pets around here. No, you this... could have went over all for MLK and picked you up a dog. Her previous owner was a missionary. So that's where she got it from. Uh, and I picked out the Stanley thing because I know you're a sci-fi kind of person. Oh man. my god. First off, comic books are not sci-fi. Will somebody please inform Devin that comics are in a totally different genre than okay. sci-fi? I thought, okay, we even look at Superman. Superman came from a, 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 a kryptonite. Yes, a but like, but like but comics are like its own like subculture. You don't put that in the sci-fi subculture. You don't put what is this? What's out here? Like a Doctor Strange in the same thing okay. as Star Trek. Well, if you can I'm... both put them in the category of things that I don't watch. <laughs> Other than Black Panther, I yes. didn't watch Black Panther. Are you going to watch Infinity Wars? Because no. we are going back to Wakanda. Oh, wait a minute, what? Yes, it, they're going to go back to Wakanda in Infinity Wars. Oh, so wait a minute. Wait, wait, so, yes. wait a minute. This is new. So wait a minute. So all of the... So everybody's coming back. Like, you got uh, Doctor Strange. You got your Captain America. All these folks are coming back. But we are going to the motherland to fight Thanos. See, they want all the money Thanos. now. I ain't go, I don't know, man. I, 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 Black Panther was good for a lot of reasons that had nothing yes. to do with the character. Uh, it was really, really good. Really good. But I don't know that I will. I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm tempted now, but I well, don't let, know. let me see. Let me say say this. I am not. Preview came out yesterday. Right? Yes, it did. It looks amazing. I do not like the Marvel universe. I'm a Sony Marvel person, so like X Men. So I don't like what Hulk and all this other stuff. I loved Black Panther. I got to go see it again. And because we are going back, because all my folks are coming back. We got T'Challa and his sister. Because all those people will be back, I will very likely give. The Marvel Universe, my money, one more time. So the question is, Kevin has not been into the movies since Shamrock <laughs> Six, which is way, if y'all know that, that's that's a long time ago. He ain't been to the movies. Decades. And, and, yeah. And so the question is, are you going to treat Kevin to a movie? I, you know what? If Kevin wants to see Black Panther, I will take both you and Kevin <laughs> to the movies. I will buy you popcorn. <laughs> Whatever you guys want. All right. <laughs> Wait till Kevin hears this. Yes. <laughs> but it can't be at night because he gets cold and he goes to sleep. Yeah. That was a, his words, not mine. Yeah, that's perfect. Let's go see a matinee. Yeah. So with that, we're going to take time out. And this is episode 51 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade Podcast. How can they reach you? At SoCali underscore S on Twitter. You can also find me on Instagram, SoCali. And I'm on the Snapchat as well. So, um, Cali. Well, hey, we certainly appreciate it. We'll be back with more. This is Sports Talk with Devin Wade on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, and anywhere you get your podcast. Cap and a stem, catch a wave on us.
take a shot, make a friend Just enjoy the moment I'm blue sky walking on these haters Splish. Celebrate every day like a birthday things come to those that wait up Welcome back to episode 51 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Thanks to Kalina. Quite an interesting conversation with her. But now I want to bring in Biscuit again and for a segment that we call the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you. And what was Lamont? A big dummy. A big dummy. This is a where we recognize somebody in sports or around sports uh, that has uh, had not a, a really, really good week. And for me, my big dummy of the week, my Lamont Award goes to the trolls on Twitter that went after me last night because I said on Twitter, uh-huh. you cannot overstate how horrific this loss was for Virginia. Absolutely a terrible, terrible loss for UVA, and it ruins their season. Nobody's going to remember anything about this season. Maybe the UVA people will, but no one will remember this other than 16 beating one. We still think about Indiana losing to to Richmond and Syracuse losing early on. We remember the bigger upset, but this is the team upsets. Yeah, the granddaddy of them all. This season was – and then how, if you are a fan, how do you get revved up again? You can go and rip Not up – Not even a fan, you just the recruits. Even, you won't even – you can't have a better ACC year than they did. They dominated ACC, and you know Duke and North Carolina both rebound. How do you come back and get your fan base excited? How do you get your recruits excited? How do you get recruits to, to get excited to come to your university so this will never happen again? I mean, they're He's the number one the seed in the – I mean, in the whole tournament. Number uh, he's going to have to country. change his philosophy because the one thing about them is that they're so deliberate offensively. They hang their hats on defense. Barker said this last night, and I got to agree, you have to have nights where you, you can score with somebody. Maybe not UMBC. You shouldn't have to worry about them. But you should, you know, there be nights where you have to outscore your opponents. Right. And of while you've been able to shut down the ACC today, uh, you know, this season – you didn't you know, just on an off night. You couldn't defend, and that that's something that usually never goes away. You're usually always able to defend unless you get into real bad yeah, foul de- trouble. Defense travels is what they always right. say. And so I went in on that. And again, not to be specifically, you know, I would like UVA, and I was rooting for them. But of course, you know, one or two trolls came in and oh, you you just did overstate Virginia's laws. They had a great ACC season. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, what is the headline of this season? If you have to crystallize the UVA season, is it what they did in the ACC or is it a 16 beating a one? And so that'll never go. It's all over everywhere. It's I mean, it's crazy. So the Twitter trolls who gave me a hard time about Virginia, you get my Lamont Award and you are a big dummy. You big dummy. With that, before I let go, before I let go, before I let go, any final thoughts from you? I'm uh, just excited to see how the tournament shakes out. Just see, wanted to see who's uh, gonna come out on top. A lot of free agent stuff. I like to see what's gonna happen with that. Maybe, maybe we can get some movement on Colin Kaepernick. Never give up hope on that. Hey, I also want to thank you guys for tuning in. Please, like Kalina said earlier, if you have a comment, please reach out to us. If you're an artist with your music, please reach out to us. And again, hey, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and um, also Stitcher. All those places and even more where you can find the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Leave a comment somewhere, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. And the birthday edition for me coming up next week. So that'll be episode 52. We hope that you, uh, you tune in for that. Want to thank you so much. And as always, have a great day.
Uppers don't. Thank <laughs> you. 